Next is Sonnet 127. In the old age, black was not counted fair, or if it were, it bore not beauty's name. But now is black beauty's successive hair, and beauty slandered with a bastard shame. For since each hand hath put on nature's power, fair in the foul with art's false borrowed face, sweet beauty hath no name, no holy bower, but is profaned if not lives in disgrace. Therefore my mistress' eyes are raven black, her eyes so zuted and they monos seem, at such who, not born fair, no beauty lack, slandering creation with a false esteem. It's so they moan becoming of their woo, that every tongue says beauty should look so. So this sonnet begins a new series, 125 to 152, most of which concern Shakespeare's mistress. In this sonnet, black is used in three senses, ugliness, wickedness, that is moral, ugliness of artificially induced beauty, swarthiness of complexion. The basic argument regarding his mistress is, well, so many women today who are not truly beautiful make themselves so by artificial means. My mistress who is not good looking make herself appear so in everyone's eyes because she does not resort to artificial means because she is her natural self. The immediate inference to be drawn, of course, is of spiritual beauty of naturalness, informing and transforming her plainness. But there are hints of a different nature. She is black, that is wicked, she is ugly, and she does not so badly by her eccentricity of not painting, since every tongue esteems her as a prototype of beauty. Thus, she is described at the outset with great subtlety and precision as a woman whose considerable personal magnetism lies not in her appearance but in her strong-willed refusal to alter it Shakespeare's evinces great admiration for her in these lines. But he already exercises a notable restraint. Something is withheld. The nature of this restraint is made evident only in the sonnets following. In times gone by, black was not regarded as beautiful, or if ever it were privately, it never was in public. Nowadays, it has become the prototype of beauty, and thus true beauty, that is of the older type, is slanted because it has become suspect. There is a poem, there is a pun involver between black and fair in its senses of beautiful and blonde. For since every woman uses cosmetics, concealing her ugliness with a lie that is even of her own invention, true beauty has to hide itself, has fear of being regarded as something disgraceful, is neither honored or idolized as it should be. So Shakespeare appears to regard blondness as the prototype of true beauty, but he is probably taking up an attitude. The concluding six lines are a paradox. The meaning becomes clearer when we realize that there is a play on fair every time it appears in this sonnet. The ladies ravenize are mourning for those who paint to appear fair, both blonde and beautiful, which she does not. In their natural blackness and mourning, they are so becoming that they convert people to her own blackness and every tongue says beauty should look so.